How to use your mind and heart for meditation. How to meditate more easily. What to do with the monkey mind that perhaps doesn't seem to stop thinking. What happens inside yourself as you meditate. How can you control your thoughts and change your feelings? Is it really possible to have your mind completely stop thinking? In this session, you'll discover how to use your mind and heart for meditation, the big myth about meditation that stresses many people out, how to compassionately get better at meditation and experience the joy, the bliss, the love, and the peace of your true nature. Many, many blessings and welcome. Welcome, welcome. So we're going to dive into meditation and the mind. It's the mind. I've been practicing meditation, teaching meditation for about 25 years. And almost every week when I talk to new students, I get the same question or the same complaint. People say to me, I can't meditate. I try and sit there and my mind doesn't stop and it's always thinking and I'm no good at it. So a lot of people start thinking, I'm no good. I'm no good. I can't do it. There's something wrong with me. And they feel really awful. And I really feel for them because if you are trying to stop your thoughts and you can't do it and you think that's what it is, then you're going to feel very disheartened. And what I tell people, and this is the biggest myth, biggest myth is that you actually don't need to stop thinking. Isn't that wonderful? Meditation does not mean you have to stop thinking. <laughs> so in case you are thinking that that's what it's about, it isn't what it's about. Meditation is about directing your thoughts where you want them to go so that you go into an experience. And when I'm talking to people, this often gives them a lot of relief because they go, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to stop thinking because it's literally impossible to stop thinking for any length of time. And the reason for that is because our mind is designed to create thoughts. That's actually what it's for. <laughs> it's like having a car and saying, never drive your car. Your car should never move, you know, and you should be able to drive it, but it shouldn't move at the same time. Cars are supposed to move. That's what they're for. The mind is supposed to create thoughts. That's what it's for. So you can completely release this idea that you need to stop thinking in order to meditate. And by the way, if you're wondering where does this idea come from, it comes from scholars and pundits who have taken one very, very specific type of Buddhist meditation and they have propagated that idea on the internet. And what's happened is there are all these people who don't do meditation, who are writing articles about meditation and copying what other people say 
And so if you go online and you type in meditation, you're going to get all these copies of copies of copies of copies, which all say that meditation is about not thinking by people who don't do meditation. Hmm. It's very interesting. You know, certainly um, one of the one of the beautiful experiences when we learn to direct our mind is that we do have experiences of deep silence. There is an experience of inner silence, but it's not empty and it's not permanent. Like even within that silence, there's an experience in the mind of silence, right? There's always something, something even very subtle, as so long as we're embodied living souls. The mind is the spiritual tool that's connected to the brain. Of course, when one leaves the body and is dead, then experience changes. As we're here and experiencing life, we're experiencing life on the screen of the mind. The mind is our our fifth sense and it's an essential aspect of life. So we love our mind. Hooray for the mind. And when I'm talking to people and they say, I can't meditate, I normally say to them, actually, you can meditate. And not only can you meditate, you're very good at it already. You're, and I'm saying this to you, you are already very good at meditation. Because meditation simply means focusing your attention on something and then elaborating on that with your thoughts and feelings. So and a little exercise that I do with people to prove this, and we can do this now, is, for example, most people have spent quite a lot of time standing in front of a sink, like cleaning their dishes, putting them in the dishwasher, that sort of thing, you know, because we do it every day. So I say, imagine you are standing in front of your sink. So just practice this now. You can close your eyes. Imagine you're standing in front of your sink. And then I get them to describe exactly what they see. So just imagine that now. Imagine you're, you're standing in front of your sink. What do you see? What do you feel? What is going on right there? And when I ask people, they say, oh, I've got this, you know, stainless steel sink and there's a few dishes in it or there's no dishes and there's a sponge and there's this thing and out the window is something, something, something. And then there's these tiles. And I often get these very detailed descriptions. There's this this particular color tile. And then there's these plants on the windowsill. And, they, and I can imagine standing in front of their sink very clearly because they are focusing on that and then they are filling it up. And if someone has a sink that's full of dishes, they might say, I feel a bit stressed out. There's all these dishes. It's a bit of a mess. And then there's the image, there's the focus, and there's the feelings. Right? And then I tell people, well, you've just proven to me that you are very good at meditation because what you did is you focused your attention you produced an experience from that and then you also had the feelings and emotions 
And that's what meditation is. We're using three things. We're using our focus or our attention. So you focus on something. Then you're using your mind to create images and thoughts and movement. And then from that, you will naturally create feelings and ex emotional and experiences and feelings in your body as well. Mm, beautiful. So when the mind can become our friend for meditation, we can, I mean, the mind is a, a very creative tool. We can use the mind to focus in many ways for our meditation, depending on our intention. There are some meditation practices where one is really focusing on feeling and experiencing, being present here now, experiencing through the senses, experiencing the body, relaxing. For all of that, you're using your mind to focus there. In spiritual meditation, we often focus our attention on the light within. We use the mind to focus our awareness on the supreme, the divine. There's a mantra, one of my favorite, man mana bhav, mind, mind, offer, offer your mind to the divine. It really means focus your mind on the divine, on the supreme, the ocean of love. And that's an experience. Now we're talking about something very subtle. It's more subtle than focusing on the kitchen sink, perhaps. Kitchen sink meditation. We're focusing on something more subtle. However, it's still using the mind as that tool to bring your awareness to experience whatever it is you're focusing upon. So... Really, the possibilities are endless. There are, you know, creative meditations, the law of attraction meditations, meditations focused on compassion, meditations focused on self-love, on forgiveness, on healing. And in all of these, you're using the faculty of your mind. So there's three things. The mind is... A part of us that creates thought. So if you think, for example, let's say you think I am peace, I am peace, that is a, a word thought, I am peace. If you imagine being in an ocean of peace, then you're visualizing being in an ocean of peace. So that's the visual mind. And then there is the feeling vibrations, which is not a thought or an image. It's an experience that is vibrational. And the mind produces these thoughts, feelings, and vibrations, and then the intellect, or the buddhi, as they call it in Sanskrit, which we can call awareness or attention, that is what holds our awareness in that one place. So we first of all focus on something. So there's, it's almost like a spotlight. If you focus a spotlight 
you know, a, a flashlight in the dark, right? Imagine it's dark outside and you go outside, wherever you point it, that's where it's lit up. That's where you can see and everything else is dark around it. So that capacity to focus on what you want, when you want, this is a power that we gradually develop. And most of us are actually good at this in some area. So some people, they're very, very good at, for example, thinking about their problems. So they're very good at giving all their attention on focusing on the problem, thinking about how terrible it is, thinking about all the things that are going to go wrong in their life. And so they're actually really, really good at meditation, but it's a meditation that is causing them a lot of problems and making everything worse. But they're actually good at meditation. It's just the wrong focus or a focus that doesn't help. And some people, they might be really good at imagining projects and imagining things getting done or they imagine their day. So most of us are good at some sort of meditation anyway, naturally, because we focus on these things. What we're doing is bringing our attention to something very, very subtle, which is invisible. Spiritual light is really invisible. God, divine light is also invisible and our home, our spiritual home, <laughs> is also invisible, really. So it takes a little bit of practice to bring our attention to something that is not a physical thing, but is real nonetheless. Mm. So we can call it meditation. We can call it yoga. Yoga means union. <laughs> You're uniting your mind with something. So we share on this this highest yoga this highest union union with the highest the divine and everyone is already a yogi everyone experiences yoga if someone's really focused and immersed on petting their cat they're having yoga with their cat in that, in that moment you know we we're actually all yogis and we know meditation we know yoga it's just what are we focusing on and is it of a beneficial nature that's right everyone's a yogi if you watch a movie you're having yoga with the movie if you think about somebody, you're having yoga with that person. If you think about an object, you know, like a cup or a cup of tea or something, you're having yoga with the tea or with the food or with the Here's fruit. this rose right here. There's so many roses in the garden and I'm, I'm smelling, I'm experiencing the rose. I'm having this subtle union with the rose, you know, it's anything. Mm. So we're always having meditation and we're always having yoga all the time. So it's really useful to, to recognize that this is something completely natural, completely normal, and something that we do every single day, almost the entire day. <laughs> and even when we're asleep, having dreams, that's still meditation and yoga. We're just having slightly unusual types of things that normally don't happen in our real life. So once you realize that you are already a great meditator and you're already a great yogi, 
then the question is, how can we bring our focus to the things that raise us up rather than the things that pull us down? Because everything we have yoga with has an energetic frequency. And in the world we live in, a lot of things have a very low vibration. So when we have yoga with those things, we get influenced and connected to that. That energy comes into us. That's why if we spend too much time reading the news or getting caught up in the latest problem, we are meditating on that just by thinking about it. So let's say there's something bad happening. Of course, there's lots of things bad happening. If I focus on that, then I'm giving my attention. Meditation is first of all, it's attention. So my energy is going to that thing that's not very nice. Then my mind goes there and I fill in all this stuff and fill my head with all these things. And then it goes into the heart. So there's attention. There's the thoughts and feelings and images, and then there's the, f the vibrations. And that becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And the longer we focus on it, the more disturbing it gets. So if we instead pull our attention out of those negative things and say, I'm going to focus instead on my original state of infinite peace, so we then can imagine I'm this powerful shining light that is full of peace, full of bliss. So you focus your attention on that shining light behind the eyes. And then we remember I am, I am infinite peace. Infinite peace. <laughs> infinite peace. Shining, smiling light. Shining, smiling, beautiful light. And as you focus on that for a few more seconds, then that becomes your world. At that time. So, you can really tune into what you want to experience. And perhaps even just realizing that your mind is your friend, your mind is your tool, Take care of your mind, guide your mind, even just having this beautiful relationship is very healing in itself so that when you approach your practice, your meditation, there's a friendship between you and your mind instead of a battling that just creates so much tension and stress. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, use the mind on purpose and we say this is meant for helping us our mind is designed to be our 
our friends and our servant, actually, you know, it's supposed to help. You know, so we say, I want you to think about this. And the mind, when it's in a natural state, says, yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. And gets straight to the straight to work. So let's do some practices to get an idea. When I'm talking to people and they're asking about meditation, I often ask them, what is one thing you'd like to experience more of? One feeling. So some people say, I want to be more relaxed or I want to be more peaceful. I want to feel more energy or feel contented and satisfied. Right, so just think about what is one thing that you personally would like to experience more of? A feeling. And just think of one word that you like. Some people like peace, some people like love, bliss, freedom. So just tune in, so just pick one word that you like personally. And now for just one minute, let's all just think that one word with feeling, with feeling slowly, very slowly over and over again, just that one word. So let's just start that now. Just think that again and again, using your mind consciously to think that word. And not just the word, but the feeling that that word means, that's connected to. Yeah, isn't that nice? If you can do that just for a few times, even if you think peace, 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 infinite peace, a few times, after a while you'll notice it changes your vibrations. So all we're really doing in meditation is taking something that's very natural, focusing on things, thinking of things, imagining things, and bringing it back to something that is really beautiful and eternal and natural. Because whatever we focus on gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
So if you wander around all day long thinking infinite peace, infinite peace, infinite bliss, <laughs> infinite peace again and again and again all day long, how will you feel? And one of the big breakthroughs a lot of people don't realize is that we actually do not need to continue thinking negative thoughts all the time. That we, we genuinely can choose to think different things. Isn't that wonderful? So if we have thoughts in our mind that we don't like, we, then we're not like in jail, we have to just put up with it. We can consciously choose to change it. I had a client once who had spent four years, four years studying um, this particular type of meditation practice every day. And it was about watching his thoughts and just witnessing his thoughts. And he said after four years, he was actually in a bit of a wreck. He was emotionally disturbed and he was full of all this stuff and he was a bit, he was in a dark place. Then I just told him, you don't need to watch your thoughts. You can create good thoughts, you know. So then he started practicing thinking things that he wanted to think and focusing on peace and love and light, and love and light, love and light. So and within, within like two or three days, he said, I've gone deeper and I feel so much better than I have in four years, in, than in four years, just because instead of watching his repetitive thoughts, all he did was start thinking about peace and love. <laughs> and after, e even after like, I remember one session I had with him, even after like 10 minutes, he said that was the deepest I've had in, in years, just, just by doing it for 10 or five, 10 minutes. And then he started developing it from there. So we don't need to continue watching negative thoughts in our head and putting up with it. Right. Um, you know, the issue is that we, the mind is, is so innocent. It's like this little baby and it, it takes, it can take a lot in, you know, from, from when we're born and even far before that and so some of what it takes in um, often subconsciously unconsciously is not a good thing it's not a good thing it's garbage <laughs> so what can happen if someone has never really brought their conscious attention to using their mind creating and you're you know you're creating new neural pathways beautiful thoughts beautiful consciousness and then if someone's just sitting watching their mind and they've been exposed to a lot of negativity, whether it's on the news or something people have said to them in their life or, I mean, it's everywhere. You could, you could be taking in something and it's not all good. Then that can come back onto the screen of the mind. And then like Michael's example, it may be a very unpleasant and also unproductive experience. Yes, it, it typically, if we just sit there and don't do anything about our mind, it just goes round and round and round and round and starts to get worse. And then we feel terrible. So that that's something that is not useful at all. I mean, to some degree, 
just watching what's going on in your mind can be useful for a short period of time. So if you sit there and you say, okay, what is going on inside me? What's going on? And we witness it to just to be curious. Then we get a sense of all our attachments and all the worries that we might have and all these sort of things. So there can be temporary benefit. You can write it down. You can be aware of it. But once you've done that, then the key thing is to say, I am going to very consciously choose to refocus my attention on things that bring me joy and raise me up. Exactly. And, you know, with that too, with all of the garbage that has gone in, you can also use your focusing awareness to surrender, to clean it out, to give the mind a nice clean and and be aware of what needs to be let go of, what needs to be released and and focus your awareness on surrendering, releasing that energy as well. So there are infinite possibilities of beneficial things and way, things we can do with the mind, ways we can use the mind for meditation infinite opportunities the best thing the thing that has the most profound effect on us is man above, which means to focus your attention on the highest of all beings the highest of all places so there's this whole universe and there are all these different places and all these different people and all these different things right everything has an energy frequency and some some things are high vibration and a lot of things are not the highest place of all is our supreme abode our spiritual home which is a world of infinite golden light so the highest place is that infinite light completely free And then the highest being, there's all these beings, all these people, animals, insects. The highest being of all is the ocean of love, the ocean of bliss, the the supreme soul who can purify and recharge and inspire us. So if you focus on that being, your eternal friend, in that light then you're connected to the highest place and the highest being that exists and then receiving the energy and the love and the peace and the vibrations and the healing having that union, that yoga. And giving thanks. And just breathing that in. We're saying thanks, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're receiving throughout our whole soul, throughout our whole body, and out into the world.
So as you can feel and see and experience, you can use your mind for meditation. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to have this unpleasant experience, but rather use your mind as a tool. Your mind is your friend. Take good care of your mind. Clean your mind. Uplift your mind. Bring your mind to focus on elevated things. Create beauty with your mind. And I imagine whatever tradition or meditation practice or approach you currently have, you will improve it. It will become even better, even more beautiful with this awareness. So you have a wonderful mind and it wants to help you. Wherever you focus it, that's what it's going to be focused on and creating and getting all interested in. It, it goes into expansion. The mind has a lot of expansion. It elaborates on things. It fills in the details. This is what it does. So wherever we give it, wherever we focus it, it will humbly and wholeheartedly jump into that. So it's up to you and only you to decide where you want it to be focused. So there it is. Yeah. There it is. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy taking what has touched you from this talk today into your practice. And again, whatever your practice, there are ways all of us, every single one of us can can use the blessing and gift of our mind in, in ever more beautiful ways and experiences so That's right. many many blessings uh, upon your practice enjoy your practice so just think where do you want to focus where would you like to focus write it down so you know it's good to know and as you do it it gets easier and easier and i'll just share one more thing that i have written down to talk about is that i remember one time i was in india and i was going to the meditation center I was in Bombay for six months, and as I was walking back, I was in a higher state of consciousness. I've been doing nice meditation. I was walking back, and I walked past this this place where all these kids were playing cricket and playing games. There's all these huge trees, and it was, the light was coming down. And it was just this magical scene, and for some reason, I realized that that I could create a meditation, guided meditation commentary in my head all the time. Because when I sit for meditation, I, I kind of do a guided meditation. We have lots of guided meditations on Insight Timer and other places that people can listen to. So we're guiding people in meditation. And when we sit for meditation ourselves, we guide ourselves in meditation. But for some reason... As I was walking down this road, it occurred to me that if I habitually start creating a guided meditation for myself as I'm wandering around, that is the best thing I can do with my mind. 
you know, so it, it doesn't need to be that you only have these lovely thoughts when you're sitting down for meditation and then the rest of the day it's just usual nonsense. We can give ourselves a nice, loving, guided meditation as we're wandering around. So you, so I was just walking down the street and I was thinking, I am an infinite being of peace. I'm connected to this infinite light and God is my friend and I'm receiving wonderful light and I'm giving everyone blessings. So I was just walking down the road, give, doing a guided meditation. And I thought, this is exactly what the mind is for. This is what it's for. So if you think of it that way, imagine giving a guided meditation to yourself again and again and again throughout the day. If that's what you do, then you are going to be excellent in meditation and it's going to be the best possible use of your mind. So make your life a meditation, make your life your prayer, make your whole life beautiful with the power of your mind.